Alright everyone, welcome to episode 29 of the All Things Strength and Wellness Podcast. I am your host once again, Robbie Burke. And on this episode, I had the pleasure in interviewing Reed Davis from Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. On this episode, me and Reed discussed many topics including Reed's background, his influences, problems Reed sees within the health and wellness industry, is adrenal dysfunction a myth or does it really exist? and FDN's overall philosophy. This was an extremely informative interview and I hope you guys really enjoyed the show. Okay, Mr. Reed Davis of FDN, it's a pleasure to have you on my podcast. Just for my listeners who aren't familiar with who you are and what you're about, just uh, fill us in. Well, thanks a lot, Robbie. I'm really happy to be here. And as you mentioned, I'm the founder of the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Course and we affectionately call it FDN for short. And I want to congratulate you on having just finished that course. And, you know, I'm here to help you any way I can. What made you want to start FDN, Reed? Like, when, when, when did the, the talk come into your head that, you know what, I want, I want to start a course and I want to teach people func- uh, functional medicine and nutrition? Yeah, fantastic. So uh, I'd been doing FDN for about eight years. Uh, I really didn't coin the phrase, you know, give it a name until after about five years. So I had been doing nutrition. Initially, I was a clinical nutritionist or nutritional therapist working in a chiropractic wellness center, helping people. And uh, I felt a lot like a vitamin salesman, you know, because a lot of what we did was just ask them questions, you know, mostly surveys, and then here, try these supplements. Well, some people would take them and feel a little better, and they might do it for two months or three months, but then you'd lose them because you know, supplements aren't the only answer, and even nutrition itself is not the only answer. If you add in exercise, still people were having issues. So I started running the lab work, and I ran thousands and thousands of labs on people because I had a very busy practice, and, you know, in a center like that, I was handed a lot of clients. I also had an aggressive uh, screening business. I was out in the public doing health screening, so I'd meet a ton of people and have an opportunity to run these labs like the saliva and urine testing, all the things that you were just trained to do. So I was doing that for many, many years and uh, basically, you know, I used these labs and one of the labs said to me, you know, who the heck are you? Nobody runs this many labs. And I said, well, yeah, I'm just a hardworking guy and I don't know any difference. I, I thought everyone would, you know, who got those hands, those tools in their hands, uh, would run a lot of labs too. So anyway, so I made a lot of mistakes. I worked with a lot of people. I got to make my own observations about who was getting well, actually improving their health, versus those people who uh, weren't, you know, just just kind of poking along in the same old story. So, uh, you know, those observations that I made, I formed into a system that, you know, kind of a detective system, a step-by-step process where everybody who came in, uh, no matter what their complaints were, if it was chronic fatigue or, you know, bad skin or achy joints or migraine headaches or, you know, some of these diagnosed conditions like fibromyalgia and things. So we just started putting them through this system of, look, we'll, we'll run this lab and we'll do some diet and some supplements and maybe run a couple more labs. And eventually we came up with a the whole system I did and uh, that's about the same time the lab was asking me you know what the heck you know you're the guy that runs the most labs in the whole country 
and uh, so they were asking me, could you teach other people to do this? And then, you know, there was just enough people out there in the public saying, you should be teaching, you should be teaching. So five years ago this summer, just past last, last week, marked the five-year anniversary of when I offered the first FDN certification course. And, uh, you know, basically I invited people to, to a live event. I did two days event here in San Diego, California. Uh, people actually flew over from England, from Canada, and it was a, it was a phenomenal class. I went over 600 slides in two days. Cool. I don't know how they learned anything, actually. <laughs> but uh, so, so the FDN course now, as you know, it, you know, it takes you know, three to six months to get through. There's 10 modules with all the webinars. All, you know, everything's online. It's self-paced. And so that's kind of the history. I know it's a bit of rambling there, but, um, you know, I just wanted to teach, and I found that I love teaching, and people love it. You found it useful, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Who who would you say have been your biggest influences on you, Reid? Uh, that's fantastic. Well, you know, I've, I mean, I've read, like most people in our business, they're, they're learn freaks, you know. I mean, we just keep learning and learning. To this day, I'm still taking webinars from other people and reading books and, and doing things. So um, we, we continuously read. I read, uh, you know, Weston Price and George Watson and uh, Will Wolf. Bill, Bill Wolcott's book, uh, and um, you know all kinds of things like that. Um, Jonathan Wright's book on um, digestion, detoxification, these kind of things. So, so as far as books go, I mean, there's just hundreds of them. But uh, another one would be John Lee. He wrote uh, "What Your Doctor May Not Tell You About Menopause." You know, I learned a lot about hormones and things. So, but uh, I have a medical director named William Bailey who's a friend of mine, he, he walked in my office 13 years ago, maybe 14 now, and he was actually kind of just looking for space to rent. You know, he, he was thinking of opening up his own practice, um, and he and I just just fell in together. You know, we, I really respected him for his education. I mean, he's, a, he's an osteopathic physician here in the States. That That's huge. And uh, so I could pick his brain, and he looked at me kind of as an alter ego. You know, I'm a non-licensed practitioner. I can pretty much do anything I want, and uh, I kind of became his alter ego uh, with all the natural stuff, you know, the, the things that we were able to do. So um, I'd say William Wolcott, who's still today my medical director, uh, been a huge, huge influence. And, of course, the chiropractor who owned the clinic that I worked in for all those years, Leilani Vidal. Uh, Dr. Vidal, she's an amazing person. I learned, uh, I probably know as much about chiropractic as any chiropractor, and I think it's important to have that. Also, uh, Bill Timmons, who is, uh, was the owner of Biohealth Laboratories, he was a naturopathic physician, and I just, just very fortunate that that lab happened to be in San Diego, and I was able to go down there on weekends and pick his brain. You know, he would do these uh, workshops on weekends, and I went to every one of them. Spent a ton of time on the phone with, with him and with his uh, uh, clinical advisors. And now today, I am one of the clinical advisors for that lab. It's kind of an amazing thing. Um, and, uh, you know, some others, but those are the basics. Could you explain to the listeners the FDN philosophy? Well, yeah, this, in a nutshell, people have symptoms, and most traditional 
medicine, or let's say modern medicine, which which practice today, we call it allopathy, which means treating symptoms. So you know, if you uh, have a headache, you can take a a pill. Um, well, we look at the underlying causes and conditions, and work at that level so that the symptoms would ho hopefully go away permanently. So we don't think that headaches are an aspirin deficiency. Hmm. You know, we don't think that insomnia is a, you know, drug deficiency or sleeping aid deficiency. Um, it, you know, we, we don't think people are crazy when the doctor can't find anything wrong, let's say, on their blood work. So the FDN philosophy is to look at underlying causes and conditions and build health versus just treating the symptom and uh, you know we work mostly within the hormone immune digestion detoxification and intestinal barrier system so that's an awful lot to get your arms around so if people will run our few simple labs then we can help them actually build health and it's an amazing <laughs> process as you know can, can you get into the, to some of the labs, Reed? Maybe not necessarily, you know, they're, what they're called, but what, what are you looking for with these labs? Well, we're looking for the true healing opportunity. So we usually start with a saliva test and a urine test. That makes it very convenient and easy for the client to do at home. They could submit the samples into the lab, and uh, it's also cheaper that way and reasonably priced anyway. And we'll start looking at adrenal function, hormone balance. We'll look at excessive, let's say, toxicity. We'll look at liver function, which is has to be top-notch because if it's not, your body gets toxic and so on. Uh, we'll look at some digestive markers. Make sure you're actually breaking down, absorbing, you know, assimilating the nutrients in food and these kind of things. So, um, so people could have symptoms such as, let's say, depression and uh, anxiety and, and some of these things. Well, there's pills for that. You can go to get a prescription for anti-depression, anti-anxiety, whatever it might be. Or you can start looking at, uh, well, gee, what could be causing that? Is it my body chemistry? Is it the fact that, you know, I might be eating really good food, but I'm not assimilating it properly? Or it could be something going on with the immune system and, and uh, the way that affects the brain and and these other organs and things. So we'll look at those, these easy to collect markers and start just building health, is the way I like to put it, instead of just going for those symptoms. And uh, it's just an amazing process for those people that are willing to uh, take some responsibility. You know, there might be the person that says, oh, I'm too busy, you know, I'm not gonna eat right and I'm not gonna exercise and I'm not gonna go to bed on time. Uh, I just want a pill. Well, those aren't very good customers for us. You know? yeah, yeah. We want to work with people who say, hey, look, I'll do anything to not have to take drugs. I, I'm willing to, to eat right, rest, exercise, uh, work on my stress levels, and take some supplements. You know, su supplements do come in pretty handy to help healing. It, it, they kind of push the healing process along yeah. when you know what, what you're doing. Reed, adrenal dysfunction or dysregulation is a big part of FDN. What what do you say to a lot of conventional doctors who believe that adrenal dysfunction is a lot of baloney? Well, I would say that they need to look at the data. I mean, I, I don't know any too many anymore that are actually saying that. They now in the 
conventional medicine, as you're saying, they're starting to become more and more aware that uh, the adrenal glands are the regulators of stress hormones. You know, I mean, that's undeniable fact. I mean, you can go back a hundred years in the literature and find, uh, you know, adrenal glands are what produce cortisol. They also produce DHEA, which is the uh, chief anabolic steroid. For You know, it helps the body stay in um, anabolism. You know, your body needs to be building up, not breaking down, which is catabolism. So, so the adrenals are there, and I would just say, let's look at the facts. And, uh, you know, again... The mentality that you're talking about that a lot of physicians might take is because their education it has not caught up with science. You know, what's being taught in medical school today in England and Ireland and in the United States and Canada and Australia and all the great places, we have a ton of practitioners now. What's being taught is way behind the science. So science is, is you know, I'd say a couple decades ahead of the education system. And that's the problem. So, so they're but they're catching up. We're gonna look. We're gonna give them love, just like we give you love, man. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, gonna, just gonna take time. We all need room to grow. And uh, uh, you know, if you're a medical professor in in medical school teaching what you learned 20 years ago, well, yeah, then then your students probably aren't gonna be up on adrenal dysfunction very much. Mm-hmm. You see, so. Uh, a lot of ways to go about that discussion. Can you talk about the dress for, for health success? Yeah, this is just an amazing uh, sort of uh, system that came out of all my work and all my efforts. And I struggled, you know, I, I like putting things in easy to uh, remember. I use these acronyms or mnemonics that, that make it easy for a person to understand. So dress for health success is D-R-E-S-S. So if you just hold up one hand, and you labeled each fingertip with a D-R-E-S-S. Uh, that's dress. And it's diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, and supplementation. So our protocols, after we do the lab work, uh, we need to explain to people, well, here's our recommendations. So, you know, an FDN who's in business for himself or herself would would tell a person, um, I can help you if you run my labs. You know, we need to look at the underlying causes or conditions instead of just chasing the symptoms. So what does it take to run some labs? Now when I get the lab results, and plus I get a thorough intake of other information, like we have our clients fill out uh, some intake forms. So with the forms and their complete history and uh, these lab results, we can now start to formulate some recommendations. Well, I don't like just selling supplements. I don't like telling people, oh, you just need to change your diet and exercise. You need a complete system and process for that person to walk through and to grow within. And, you know, they're taking on responsibility to do these things. So they start with diet. Yeah, that's important. And rest is very important. And exercise is incredibly important. But where an FDN specializes, you know, this is where the training comes in that we do. We, we train people how to read the lab work and stress reduction is huge for us. That could be food sensitivities, sensitivities to things in your environment. It could be dysfunction within the, uh, again, the hormone immune digestion and detoxification systems. That's very stressful to the body. So FDN specialized in stress reduction, the hidden internal stressors. 
again, of, of um, things that you wouldn't ordinarily think about, plus these dysfunctions that no one else seems to even be looking at. Mm. And the final S is the supplements. Now, you know, I don't own any stock in any supplement company. I don't care where people buy things, but I do have my favorites here that are available to me. I teach you that. And then for people in other countries, like there you are in Ireland, you know, you, we help you find local sources or, or equivalent products. Again, but, and this is what I tell my clients, that this might help you, Robbie. You know, people will ask you, well, what do I do? You know, hey, you, you explain to them that they're not digesting food, their liver isn't clearing toxins very well and conjugating their hormones. You've got, you know, these immune issues. You've got uh, maybe some bacterial overgrowth or yeast overgrowth in the gut, maybe something worse like a parasite. I mean, you're explaining all of these things, and everyone's like, what do I do? What do I do? Well, <laughs> I hold up my hand, and, and I show them D-R-E-S-S, and if you only take the supplements, you know, this is my admonition. Look, a lot of people, they, they say, okay, I'll buy the supplements and I'll take them. And I'll say, look, you're only doing one-fifth of the program. Mm. You have to do the diet, the rest, the exercise, and all the stress reduction before the supplements will work. So, so I'm kind of you know, saying this, the last S, the supplements, is really important, but it's only about a fifth of the program. Yeah, yeah. So you need to be doing all of it. That's what makes, Robbie, this, this is a good phrase for you to understand and, and, and take it. Um, what I see is you have to take responsibility. You need to opt in to our self-care program or you will be forced in later to a medical care program. Mm -hmm. so, so that's what I say to people. Look, choose now, opt in to our self-care program. We'll walk you through the DRESS. Um, or later, if you ignore all this stuff, you're just a pill popper, well, later on, you're going to be forced into a medical care system that's just going to give you drugs and surgery. It'll cut the parts out. Well, that one doesn't work anymore. You don't need it. Remove it. <laughs> <laughs> Reed, what about just with the lab tests and with clients? Because I suppose you, you get this from a lot of your graduates and just even people going through the course and they say, I don't think I could get people to pay that much for labs. And how do you deal with that? Not only with just FDNers that you educate, but even with clients you see yourself. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. So um, I've got some things on my side that uh, a beginner may not have, like, you know, a really good reputation. And the confidence that what I'm able to do for them is really really valuable I mean but in the end people have to accept that their health is their best asset I mean if you don't have your health what do you have going for you yeah. um, and so p people you know not everyone's at that point so I, I only can just educate them in other words lead them to the water you know tell them how great it is if you drink it but you can't in the end make them drink you can just educate and say look you know um all of your symptoms is causing all of these problems in your life and you know you're very unhappy so the way to get happy is to do this work and uh, you know I'll be there for you and there's two charges there's two fees in what an FDN does there's my fees and I can charge people anything I want I could even do it for free if I wanted so so but but an FDN has to basically have a fee structure where he's charging them to do this work. 
And then there's the lab fees. And we have no control over what the lab fees are. I have purveyed all the labs in the world and found the ones that I like working with who are very reasonably priced. And, you know, there's no markup on the labs. No one makes any money on that. Um, our clients pay the labs directly at the cost. We don't get commissions. It's just, you know, hey, just we, look, we want you to send your saliva and urine into this lab. And, we, again, we have no control over what those fees are. So the client's going to pay those fees, and they're going to have to see the value in doing that is, look, you, you're chasing symptoms. You're spending all this money on drugs or supplements, and, you're, you know, I mean, you've already invested in the gym. You go to the gym, and you pay a personal trainer. Well, they understand, look, money, money's involved. You have, there's an exchange of, look, I, I'm going to pay for my health. Mm. So uh, they're going to have to pay some lab fees if they want to get at that underlying cause. Look, if, you know, let's say people are sick. Um, well, they're going to miss work, and that costs you. Um, the sicker you get, the more work you miss, the more um, unhappy you are. So you have to invest in your health, and it is an investment. So there's two fees. You pay my fee, and then you pay the lab fees, and we work together that way. And, you know, the value, they just have to be able to see that their health is number one. Can you talk about metabolic titan's role with, with functional diagnostic nutrition? Absolutely, yeah. Well, metabolic typing, I don't know who's listening that actually knows what that is and how much they know, but it's a, it's a way of looking at the body as a unique chemical individual and uh, that everyone's different, basically. And, and uh, they, typically, though, they fall into certain categories in terms of the way their metabolism works and the way their body chemistry is set up. And so, you know, there's discoveries been made that uh, that information becomes really critical to us so that we treat each person as an individual. In other words, there's no one diet that's right for everybody, is there? Mm -hmm. um, you can't give, let's say, an Eskimo the same diet and have them be healthy as a uh, person who's from the jungles of, let's say, the Amazon. You know, the Amazon jungle native uh, is on a completely different diet than that Eskimo. And you and I are different, you know, um, although I'm actually got a lot of Irish in me, <laughs> you know, and, and that Northern European kind of, you know, blood. So I have to eat a certain diet that's right for me. You have to eat a certain diet that's right for you. Um, between you and me, there might only be some slight variations. And then, um, but between me and, let's say, a person from uh, Borneo, uh, you know, we don't eat the same. I mean, I don't eat a lot of rice and fish and, and, and different things, you know. Well, f fish, yeah, but you know what I'm trying to get at. So so metabolic typing is, uh, is another tool um, in our um, way of helping people, and it's really critical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can, you, can you talk about testing for, um, you know, parasite, bacterial, fungal infections, and, and, and how have you found clients' responses to, to doing these tests? Well, you know, they're very responsive, and, and when you educate people, they'll run the labs because mm -hmm. they don't want to walk around with parasites. <laughs> and, 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 well, they're very debilitating. Parasites have a, a lot of insidious ways of um, sort of propagating. Um, a healthy body, here's the deal, a healthy body should repel and expel most parasites, you know, mm -hmm. so... Um, when people have them, sure, we might need to do a little something to expedite 
the, their removal. We want to evict them, you know, out of the body. But then we want to restore the body back to a healthy, such such a good, healthy immune system with the natural flora in the gut, especially in these kind of things, um, that they are then able to expel and repel uh, the parasites. So, um, you know, we have labs that will detect, you know, which species of bug you have, and then that'll dictate what kind of uh, products you might use to, to expel them. But then you've still got the same unhealthy person that got them in the first place. So what, it, what we emphasize in FDN is that it's not the bug, but the person. It's not yeah, the little yeah. critter. Uh, it's the fact that you got it that matters. And so um, typically that's not the first test we run on a person. You know, we've already kind of done our little investigation on what's going on with the hormones and the immune system and digestion and detoxification. And we see these weaknesses. We go, well, look, you know, here your gut is um, very uh, poor in the good flora you need to be healthy. So you probably have some, you know, parasites. So, so again, it's not the first test we run. And when we do run it, it's just to sort of uh, categorize the kind of infection they, or infestation that they have. And you're right, it could be fungal, it could be bacterial, it could be parasitic. You know, something with like actual arms and legs and, you know, and so, yeah, we run that test to make that identification, do some things to expel the bugs, and then we focus on the healing. Yeah. Now, the reason we focus on the healing is because we've already done the labs that would identify those healing opportunities, mm -hmm. like the gut. Uh, we can see the, the villus atrophy, the crypt hyperplasia, the blunted brush border, the hyperpermeability, you know, what's known as leaky gut. So, so uh, you know, those, that's the healing opportunity. Just with regard to um, good health, really, just, just touch on why good health is so important. Oh, man. Well, um, health equals happiness to me. And when I'm not healthy, I'm not happy. And, you know, what do we all want is to be happy. So, I mean, it comes down to that basic of a, of a thing, you know. And, and what does that mean to me? It means I get up in the morning and my feet hit the ground running, you know. Um, I'm not actually a really fast starter in the morning, but within just a few minutes of getting up and, you know, moving around, um, I want to be happy. I want to have lots of energy. Hmm. And I want to have a good sense of well-being. I want to be in a good mood. And that requires being healthy. And so, so being in a good mood, having that sense of well-being, having lots of good, solid energy, uh, is really important to me. I need to get from, I mean, it's 8 o'clock in the morning here when we started. You know, I'd already been up for an hour or so, uh, you know, moving around and organizing some things and got my call with you. I have three or four calls lined up right behind you. Um, I'm also going to go to the gym. I'm all, then I'm going to go to lunch, you know, and I need to then come back and work hard all afternoon. And then, you know, I like to have evening activities too. You know, go to the show or uh, go out to, you know, enjoy some things, um, spend time with people that I in, enjoy doing things, you know, and, or I want to be able to then maybe even come home and study for an hour, you know, so I need really good solid energy, I need to be in a good mood, you need to be healthy in order to do that, and I need to be able to fall asleep when I, my head hits the pillow, hmm. so I, I, you know, I want to chill out or whatever it is, but when I hit, 
my when my head hits the pillow, I don't want to have my mind racing or uh, you know something going on that prevents me from getting a good night's sleep. Because that's remember D R E S S. The the R is rest. So that means uh, for me about seven hours of solid sleep. Yeah. You know, not getting up, not waking up to go pee or anything like that. Just solid sleep through, and again you start the process again the next day. So in order for me to be happy, I have to be healthy. I think most people are just like me. Can Can you speak about uh, gut health? Like, why Why do we want a healthy digestive system to achieve happiness? <laughs> you know, because food forms the basis for everything going on in your body. You need to be nourished. That means the right ratios of macronutrients and the right amount of protein, fat, and carbs. That's going to vary from person to person. That's what the metabolic typing is good for. Um, not only the right amount of protein, fat, and carbs, uh, but the uh, right ones, you know, actually selection of which foods. So you have specific meats or, um, you know, vegetables or fruits or whatever it might be. And uh, so you need to be eating the right food, but you also need to be breaking it down and absorbing it properly. Just take protein, for instance. Protein is uh, really amino acids. Well, amino acids, uh, as protein gets broken down into its individual amino acids, and then those, uh, the body uh, metabolizes into neurotransmitters, for instance. So in order to be happy, you've got to get the right foods in, and you have to, your body has to be able to break them down into the individual components, uh, these nutrients and phytonutrients and things. Um, you got to make hormones. You know, like fat is, is particularly involved with the, the manufacture of steroid hormones, and you can't be happy without balance in that area. So um, we could do the same thing with the right kind of, you know, carbohydrates. They, they uh, perform a lot of the substrate for uh, energy production in the body, for instance. So, so you have to have the right proportions of protein, fat, and carbs, the right particular selections, the right, in other words, the right meats and um, fruits and vegetables and things, and then you have to assimilate them into your body to be healthy and to be happy. Reed, just with supplements, there's so many supplements out there with regards to different brands. How can someone tell if something is a good supplement against not such a good supplement? What should people be looking for with regards to their supplements? Yeah, you know, I... I uh, have to sort of give a disclaimer and say I'm not a real supplement guy you know I'm a real whole food guy I think food is um, the place to start Definitely. but food today the way it's being grown the way they take care of the land and abuse it basically and the amount of chemicals and things they put in it um, makes it really hard for, for food to be you know all that all that it can be and all that you can be so so you do need to supplement I take quite a few supplements every single day um, I go through phases of, you know, different ones, but, um, you know, you need the extra vitamins and minerals, phytonutrients, so, sometimes we need extra essential fatty acids, even extra amino acids and, and some of these things, and um, what I would be looking for is, uh, you know, the, the least amount of artificial products, because they can sort of make vitamins in the factory, or you can get them out of food, so you want, you know, basically as high quality natural food quality type supplements and uh, 
if there's any kind of um, animal product in there, it should be from organically raised. Now you don't have as much of an issue in the UK, yeah. um, but here in the states, there's a lot. I mean, there's a ton of um, cattle and other animals being raised in horrid conditions with, with the I mean, and chickens and things like that. With they have hormones, they have antibiotics, they have a lot of really horrible stuff in them. So you, you got to be careful that your supplement manufacturers are using organically raised, uh, um, you know, raw materials. And um, most of the good companies here are buying their cattle, uh, for instance, from um, Australia or, or New Zealand, you know, yeah. and these kind of places where where those are illegal. It's illegal to use hormones and antibiotics, or the levels are much lower anyway. Mm-hmm. So it, generally that's kind of what I would say. All natural products... Um, and organically grown if possible last two questions read and i'll let you go uh this this is a you could probably talk about this next one for a while but if you were to be put in charge of the entire medical industry in the world they said reed davis you are now in charge of every medical establishment in the world what 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 reforms would you bring in oh geez man that's a huge one um you know i think i would um uh, start integrating nutrition programs that really were good. The the, the current now I'm speaking mostly of the United States here. The the current um, uh, influence uh, that nutrition has on the medical community is regulated and controlled by the registered dietitians. Who this is my personal opinion um, are pretty much the puppets and arm of the big agricultural and chemical companies. You know mm. they're teaching here that. Uh, you know, ketchup is a, a fruit, and that pizza is a vegetable, and so so I would, you know, take the, you know, medical is always going to be what it is, and it's really important to have people that can treat cancer, and can you know fix a mended you know mend a bone, you know, um, and do some of these surgeries when the part has completely, you know, blown apart or whatever, you know, so so medical is really important, but the the um, they kind of fake. You know the stuff that we do, like so. I would take that out of it first. I would take the get rid of the uh, influence of the chemical companies, and and I wouldn't call ketchup a fruit and pizza a vegetable. You know, I would sort of go in at it from that angle. That hey, you know what? There really actually is some good, <laughs> good information out there. Yeah. And, and get rid of the BS. I mean, I mean, it would be. That's just. I mean, again, we could talk about this for hours, but it, um, I wouldn't want the job. <laughs> 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 you, yeah. I'd like to just have the ear of the guy who has the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't get any time yeah. to, to ride your Harley, so you wouldn't. Yeah, man, I, I, I wouldn't have as much time for riding my motorcycles in the mountains of Southern California. So, Ree, what, what are the the final question? Now, what, what are the future plans for FTM? What are you hoping? Have you anything on that? You were saying you'd like to do some courses in Ireland and England and any other places around the world, or what's next on the horizon for Ree Davis and FTM? Well, you know that um, people can take the FDN course just by going online mm-hmm. uh, at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. I'll put, I'll put links in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so we've we've um, we've got a course there that's pretty pretty dynamite. But I'm going to come up with a, a another level uh, for the people who are interested in it. I mean, if you just did level one and, and you could help thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people 
just with that technology and that system, the, the whole idea of the running the labs and doing the D-R-E-S-S, um, an amazing amount of really good work, cleaning people up, getting them happy and healthy. Um, but there's there's some troubleshooting labs that I want to introduce to to the let's say the graduates like yourself. You're a graduate. Um, you, I'm sure you would. If I said, hey, I've got another kind of level here, another handful of labs I want to teach you to do some troubleshooting, and you might call it advanced work or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to do that now. As far as the traveling and things go. I don't need to travel to, to promote FDN and stuff. I just want to get around and see the world a little bit and visit some of the new friends we have. Um, you know, I had no idea FDN was going to grow. Again, we just had our five-year anniversary. My first class had 20 people in it. Now we have 1,000 students in 40 different countries. So, you know, so it has caught on, and I would like to honor all the people who've done the course by... Uh, if I could come and let's say I could come and do an hour lecture um, over there at your place, mm. um, I'd do it. I wouldn't charge you a dime. I'd, I'd, I'd just love to come and talk. If we could spread the good word, I, I kind of would like to do that. I Definitely. mean, that'd be an awesome thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd absolutely 100% if you ever want to do that. That's I'd be game, game ball for that. All right, well, we're, we're gonna uh, come and see you. <laughs> ah, there you go. Okay, um, Reed has to go. It's like four minutes to, to ten over there with Reed is, and he's got another appointment at ten o'clock, so I'm going to let Reed go now. So, uh, Reed, just hang on one sec after the show, and I'll say my goodbye to you, but I'll just, I'll just wrap up with the podcast. So, another great interview there on the podcast, guys. want to thank Reed for taking, you know, almost 37 minutes of his time out to, to drop some knowledge bombs. So, for everyone listening, take care. I'll talk to you soon, and peace out. <laughs>